I received the sad news of the passing of my co-producer Jack Ryan on Monday 24th of July after a short stay in hospital suffering from double pneumonia brought on by COVID-19. Today's show celebrates the immense effort he made for these shows from when he first contacted me in 2012 right up until his death. Jack contributed over 22,000 tracks to my library, theatre pipe and electronics with a smattering of classical and band organs for good measure. His ability to find and purchase rare albums was incredible and he learned how to use restoration software and enthusiastically toiled to reduce my workload. Kidore's Muskrat Ramble and Leaf and the 210 Los Angeles Theatre Wurlitzer released in 1963 from one of the first albums that Jack sent me back in 2012. Another of those early transfers was an Alabama chapter cassette, Bertha and a Dozen Friends, a compilation of some of the best concert performances on the Alabama Wurlitzer's capture system and subsequently taped without audiences. This is Tom Helms in 1988 with stormy weather.
Jack didn't restrict his sleuthing skills to the USA. He found quite a number of albums originating in the UK and Europe, including a double LP of the final concert of the 3-7 Wurlitzer in the Ritz Cinema Luton in 1974. George Blackmore was bang up to date with this hit from 1972, Tie a Yellow Ribbon Round the Old Oak Tree. Phil Kelsall's popularity in the USA was amply shown by the number of albums that Jack obtained stateside, no less than 18. The Darling Buds of May, from a 1993 release, was the theme to a popular TV comedy which ran from 1991 to 93 and which launched the career of Catherine Zeta-Jones.
Frank Olson with Frenzy, featuring the word it's set in the Riviera Theatre North Tonawanda, which in 1975 was comprised of 16 ranks. Frank, who was born in England, but for much of his playing career in the 1930s was based in Scotland. In 1967, he moved to Canada to take up a position of organist and choir director of the Central United Church. Ten years earlier, in 1965, Don Scott made one of the few recordings of the RKO Palace Wurlitzer in Rochester when he was a regular performer for the Rochester Theatre Organ Society. Don's keyboard career started in 1942 on an electronic in the Chestnut Street roller rink in Rochester and he continued playing electronics for various engagements in Upper New York State. Then in 1960 he was introduced to the RKO Wurlitzer by its former resident, Tom Grierson. Dear Heart, from the 1964 film of the same name, Don Scott and the 421 Wurlitzer. Back to Europe and to an unusual 1992 CD sourced by Jack. It featured Heinrich Ruthmüller and the 416 Wurlitzer in the National Institute for Music Research Berlin, along with a small studio orchestra. Glaubimir, written in Germany in 1953, became Answer Me, My Love, for the English-speaking world.
Wendy Kiefer Patrick and the 318 Wurlitzer in Uncle Milt's Pizza, Vancouver, Washington. Bearing in mind the cost of postage and the probability that Madrid Customs would levy on incoming parcels from the USA, especially after Brexit, having the ability to ship items to Florida to be digitised and sent via Dropbox was a perfect solution. And Jack delighted in finding long-forgotten artists such as Francis Page, who appears to have only cut the one album in 1958. It featured the 326 Wurlitzer in the Joe Kearns residence in Hollywood. Leroy Anderson's The Waltzing Cat. Frances Page, who was born in Chicago and while still in her teens, joined the Columbia Broadcasting System as a pianist and organist, hosting her own shows and providing the background for many soap operas. That same Kearns Wurlitzer was recorded by George Wright in 1957, using the pseudonym Jocelyn McNeil. Jack sent me both the LP and Essential Media CD reissue, with the latter being in only mono, so I'll play the LP stereo version. And after some EQ, Jealous sounds even better.
almost 6,000 of the tracks which Jack sent me were of electronics, some which proved very average, but they also contained many undiscovered gems. Eddie Layton on Hammond teamed up with Buddy Morrow on trombone on this medley of four songs, Don't Cry My Love, Girl of My Dreams, Red Roses for a Blue Lady, and How Come You Do Me Like You Do. One of the nine tracks on a 1963 Mercury LP release. Another great pairing was featured on a Wincoat LP of 1964. On this Brahms Hungarian dance, renamed Dance of Love for the album, Keller and Costanzo apparently played two pianos and an organ. And being a budget LP, there were no liner details about the artists. Thank you. 
Call the Pandit and the 434 Whitney studio Robert Morton with Miserloo, taped in August 1958 for a fantasy release and reissued on CD in 1996. Unusually for such reissues, complete recording dates were published on the CD liner. Oh, what a joy. Thanks in large part to Jack's efforts, I think I now have all of the published recordings of Leonard McLean, or Melody Mac as he was nicknamed, on account of his encyclopedic knowledge of popular music. Some of his best tracks were reissued on a Vantage CD, Golden Years of Theatre Organ, of which six were recorded on the incredible 319 Muller in the Sedgwick Theatre, Philadelphia. I Can't Begin to Tell You by James B. Monaco was introduced in the 1945 film The Dolly Sisters. to Britain and the 414 Wurlitzer and the Granada Studios tour Manchester. This is Kevin Grunnell with a Horatio Nichols march, Golden Mile. It was good to see Kevin in Chicago along with his protege Declan Poole. Thank you. 
The first San Filippo Wurlitzer was exactly double the size of the Granada Studios organ at 28 ranks, but again controlled by four manuals. The popular tango La Rosita was composed in 1923 and was one of the tracks on a Lynn Larson cassette, Wurlitzer Popped Concert, release date unknown. Jack also managed to source albums by Australian artists, usually by trawling eBay or Discogs and sometimes purchasing directly from Australia to add such rarities as Margaret Hall playing the 317 Wurlitzer set in the Orion Centre, Sydney. Released in 1992, this is Bandstand Boogie, 
the theme for the long-running dance show American Bandstand. Another rarity that Jack added to my library was the LP release of the last concert before the removal of the 315 Wurzer in the Capitol Theatre, Melbourne, back in 1963. The artist was Horace Weber, who fittingly also opened that Wurzer in 1924. From the pens of Carolyn Lee and Cy Coleman, this is Hey, Look Me Over.
that Capitol of Wurlitzer was transplanted into the Dendy Theatre, from which it was recently removed for reinstallation back into the Capitol. I know that Jack had a particular affection for the artistry of Ken Double, so as a final tribute to him and all the help he gave me for some 11 years, here's When You're Away from a 1988 release taped in concert on the 314 Wurlitzer in the Long Centre for the Performing Arts, Lafayette, Indiana. Jack and I shared very similar views on life and had many long phone conversations, putting right the world's woes. We didn't succeed, of course, but it was fun. I will miss those and his sometimes creative spelling, for which he took my corrections in good humour. And when we disagreed, we always respected each other's viewpoint, which for me is one of the foundations for a lasting friendship. Rest in peace, Jack Ryan, 1946-2023. to That's my show for today. I'll be back in two weeks with another Hot Pipes. So for now, this is goodbye from Steve Ashley.